The second section of Psalms, known as the Exodus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauling in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. We've come now to Psalm 48, and I said to you already that Psalm 46, 47, and 48 are a trilogy of psalms. They, they're all together. They're all connected. And uh, it's wonderful to see how they connect to one another, all about the greatness of our God. We believe that Psalm 46, 47, and 48 is the song of the millennium. You see, the king is coming. He's going to set up his throne on this earth. He's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. We're going to rule and reign with Him, and we're going to rejoice in Him for that period of time, and we're going to praise Him and give Him glory. And the center of His millennial kingdom is going to be His own city, the city of Jerusalem, the mountain of His holiness. That's really what these psalms are all about. It is, it is our worship in the millennial kingdom. In fact, Psalm 45 tells us about Christ establishing His kingdom on the earth, and then it is immediately followed by Psalm 46, 47, and 48, us worshiping the king. Uh, J. Vernon McGee, the commentator, said that to consider these psalms apart from each other is like the little boy who was asked to give a definition of a lie. And in his explanation, the little fellow put together two scripture verses that were totally unrelated. He said, a lie is an abomination unto the Lord, but a very present help in time of trouble. I think, I think he misinterpreted scripture. Uh, he, he divorced things from one another. Uh, and he connected things that shouldn't have been connected. No, Psalm 46, 47, and 48 must be connected to one another and connected to Christ. He is the great King who is coming. Now, we don't know exactly when Psalm 48 was written. Some people believe that it was given on the completion of the second temple. And uh, that would make sense because there's a description of the city of Jerusalem. There's a description of the temple of the Lord and a rejoicing in it. If that is true, I would remind you that in the millennial kingdom, when the Lord Jesus returns to earth, uh, that there is going to be worship like you've never seen before. You see, we're all going to have access to our great King, and we're going to worship Him such as no one has ever worshipped Him before. Oh, it's going to be glorious. I'm looking forward to it. And so really, that's what Psalm 48 is about. It's about worshipping the King. He goes on in verse 2 to say, Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth, is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled. They passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. Fear took hold upon them there, and pain, as of a woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God. God will establish it forever. Selah. You see, someday all the kings of the earth are going to have to acknowledge the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Every throne eventually will fall except for the throne of our God. Every kingdom will disappear except for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you say you believe that, if the Holy Spirit in you today is saying amen to that, 
And what difference should that make in our life? Well, there's some practical application to this psalm, to us here and now. You don't have to wait to the millennium to do these things. At the end of Psalm 48, we read these beautiful truths. Now, just listen to the verses. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion. Go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces, that ye may tell it to the generation following. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Now there's no doubt he is speaking geographically, physically, literally about Jerusalem, about the city, about the temple. But may I point out to you that this is not just for Israel, this is a truth to us. And that in the end, he's not just bringing us to a place, he's bringing us to the God of that place. You see, the only thing that makes Jerusalem special is God's presence. The thing that makes the temple holy is God's presence. The psalm doesn't end at Jerusalem. The psalm ends with God. This God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. And so, in Psalm 48, we should come to know God in a greater way. What do we learn that we can do right now in Psalm 48 uh, in honor to our great God? Well, number one, we can think on Him. The Bible says in verse number 9, We have thought of Thy loving kindness, O God. Would you think today on God's loving kindness? It's easy to get your thoughts on so many other things. Uh, so many bad things even, but would you think today consciously on the goodness of God? I'm thinking now of Philippians where we are told to think on these things. You see, you can choose what you think about today. So would you make yourself think of God's loving kindness to you, of His grace and mercy and faithfulness? Think on the Lord, my friend. I tell you, the ungodly, God is not in all His thoughts. But if you're a godly person, God should be in all of your thoughts. Number one, we can think on Him. Number two, we can thank Him. You see, thoughtfulness should lead to thankfulness. When you start thinking about God, it very naturally leads you to, to thank Him and say, Lord, thank You for Your goodness and Your mercy. Praise should well up inside of you. That's why in the very next verse we read, According to Thy name, O God, so is Thy praise unto the ends of the earth. All people should be giving God thanks and praise and glory. So right now today, would you stop where you are for a moment and just say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for not letting me go to hell. Thank you, Father, for every good gift that you give me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live in me and you're going you're gonna to lead me today and provide everything that I need. Number one, we can think on Him. Number two, we can thank Him. And number three, we can talk about Him. The Bible says in verse 13, that ye may tell it to the generation following. You see, when you think on the Lord, you should then talk on Him. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. When you begin to thank God, then you should begin to tell others about your gratitude to God. You should praise the Lord to the Lord, and you should praise the Lord to other people. That's the most effective witness you can give. That is the happiest Christian testimony there is. When one joyful saint says to somebody else, let me tell you how good God has been to me. Let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. And don't let your testimony be all about just simply how you first got saved many years ago. Let it be a present tense testimony. Let me tell you about my God and what He's doing right now in my life. And that's why He ends this psalm this way in verse 14. For this God is our God forever and ever. Can you say that? That He is my God and He's my God forever and ever. And then listen to the closing words. He will be our guide even unto death. 
Oh, make that your prayer today. Lord, be my guide even unto death. When I breathe my last breath here, may it be in the will of God. When I take my last step on this planet, may, be, may it be a step in the will of God when I step into your presence forever. I mean all the way to the very end. Till you die or till the Lord comes, till we see Jesus, till we reign with Him in the millennial kingdom, let me tell you three things you can do. Number one, you can think on Him. Number two, you can thank Him. And number three, you can tell others about Him. I love this. We're going to do this in the millennial kingdom, but we can do it now. You don't have to wait till then to worship God and witness about Him. You can worship Him and talk about Him right now today. And so, would you let the King rule and reign in your heart? Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Paul wrote that the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I believe in a literal kingdom that the Lord's going to set up someday. I'm looking forward to that. But I'm living under the reign of King Jesus today. And so by God's grace, until I die, I want to think on Him, I want to thank Him, and I want to talk about Him. And I want to encourage you to do the same. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or more information on growing in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We would love to hear from you. From there, you may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey. Thank you.